like waffles? Yeah, we like waffles. Do you like pancakes? Yeah, we like pancakes. Do you like French toast? Yeah, we like French toast. Dip, 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 can't wait to get a mouthful. Hello and welcome, Matt Myers, host of the Sports Waffle and 49ers fan here, joined by uh, Nick is it Ollerinshaw. How do we say your surname properly? It is Ollerinshaw, bang on. Ollerinshaw, there we go. Bears fan, for how long? Uh, 2013, so we'll go, what, seven years now? Got it, that's what glory days, but seven years. And we've got Jonah, 49ers fan, good lad. Yep. Howdy. Nick. Going to be nice and confusing. Two Northern Knicks for us all. Uh, <laughs> LA Rams fan? Yes, sir. Since? Since 2000, or afterwards? 2004, so St. Louis years. Louis first. And then we'd normally be joined by Charlie, who's sadly currently making sure Gatwick doesn't fall apart. Um, and Charlie is a Titans fan for his sins. So uh, I guess Gatwick is the punishment. Right, so... What is the sports waffle? Well, we're going to be doing these podcasts a couple of times a week, bringing you the lighter side of sports and chat. Um, if you want a detailed analysis, yeah, this isn't that. Um, but if you wanted a pub chat, then outrageous accusations and general bullshit, uh, then that's definitely the right place to be. So if you have any questions for us, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, uh, we will share those after this. Uh, right, let's crack on. So, First one for me now, I will hold my hands up and I have seen it. But if you haven't, what are we expecting Roger Goodell's basement to look like? Are we expecting some sort of shrine to the NFL? Are we expecting man cave? Are we expecting pants and shirts laid everywhere? What are we going for? 50 shades of grey red room. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few shackles and chains. It's going to th- be sponsorship galore in it. It's got yes. to be. Yes. As much money as he can make from it. Yeah. Pepsi, Nike, Budweiser, all that sort of stuff all over the back. Yeah. See, that's kind of what I thought. And to their eternal credit, actually, I would say, <laughs> so i chuck this up for you guys, see what you think. I'll just grab this here. So i share it for you. I think I'd have a lot of time for him if he piped in booze. Well, that's what he's gone for. Sort of like a history of the NFL feel. I love the fact that in that photo, he's pausing for the yeah. photo. <laughs> yeah. It's not just like, a, this is the background. He had to be in it, arm rested, I'm really calm and chilled here looking at my Microsoft Surface Pro. Yeah, it's, it's sponsors galore though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'm not, it is I'm, not convinced it's, uh, I'm not convinced it's Roger. I think that's Piers Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not convinced it's his basement. It looks like an, <laughs> it looks like an absolute... That's dreadful. I mean, all the supposed history of the NFL and his wall in the background and, you know, one, yeah. one game football and the NFL 100 book just happens to be knocking about and one, one Microsoft Surface tablet. Now, I've seems seen... to be using Seems to be using the Surface tablet, but then I don't think he's grasped the concept because it looks like he's got a Sharpie pen. <laughs> I don't know if he's using that as a, a touch pen on the screen, but that's going to end badly. I mean, how fortuitous is it that the Sharpie brand's facing the camera? Tell you, just absolute <laughs> luck, in it? 
and shout at missus, I brought something on this tablet and it won't delete. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. What's the uh, the thing that's circled? I don't know. I grabbed this picture. I guess it's a bobblehead of some description. I grabbed like it off Mike the internet, Dicker. but it does look like Mike is, Ditka. Is the bobblehead next to him a Roger Goodell bobblehead? <laughs> it should be. It should definitely be his own bobblehead. I'm but, surprised it's not just a picture of him with all the number one draft picks. That would have at least been yes. something worthy, not sort of random pictures of whatever the hell he's but got the on his wall. On the background, I'd have really loved like a Roger Goodell, Henry VIII style portrait. Just, <laughs> just the back. That would have been amazing. Nice uh, to see you got an Easter egg though behind him there, the NFL 100. Love, lovely looking egg. <laughs> That book is an absolute pain in the arse. It's massively heavy for, on, from the shipping point of view of ASA. It was a bloody nightmare whoever <laughs> ordered one of them. But it pr- turned pr- up. It pr- turned pr- up. Do, you, oh. do, you, do you have a shipping company? Oh, yes, I do. Regardless of that, I'll promote that in a minute. That fucking book <laughs> should be torn up and burnt. <laughs> it took me about three weeks to ship that bastard thing. Matt plugging sponsorship of his own brand in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> give me a week, it'll be all over the back here. Don't you worry, matey. <laughs> My little waffle will have an ASA t-shirt on. I like it. I just think they could have done a better job with it overall, though. You know, you've got... I get it, they're trying to play on the history, if, if that's what they're trying to play on. I mean, no sense of my imagination is that exactly how it looks when the cameras aren't there. It's a bit... It's a bit... A bit Kerhome looking, isn't it? Just a bit, yeah. a bit yeah, guest, guest house looking. He had um, he, did, he did a Twitter video <laughs> today, didn't he? And you can see, and it's got this is my armchair where I've watched football for thirty years. Of course you have, Rod. You've never, you know, freebie galore, isn't he? he? Gets to more games than the England football manager. Yeah, <laughs> I think he gets he gets it right. I do love the fact. Did you see Budweiser or Buzz it Bud Light were doing all the boo the commissioner stuff? There you go. No, so the yeah, so Bud Light basically did this thing where <laughs> because the main um I guess the fun part for the fans is booing the shit out of that dickhead. Um they did a big campaign where you could post your video on their social media of you booing the commissioner. Uh and they Brilliant. were they, I think they were donating so much money to charity and all that sort of stuff. But it's just You've got that nice fun part of it that they're trying to promote, and then this looks so PR stage. Let's make sure we have a nice oh, yeah, pictures in the background and all that sort of stuff. Whereas, yeah, they just, I just feel like they could have made it a bit more personal. Question: Go on. What would you have had to have seen behind him to make you respect him more? So you're looking. He's in his man cave. Are you expecting? something of comedic value are you expecting something of nfl heritage i i think i would have gone for you know assuming he is as he says he is a big fan that should be plastered with all the jerseys of the great players he's met and interacted with and got signatures from it should be signed footballs because that's what every you know every bloke who's he would do if he got his job that's what you'd do you know, every oh, yeah. every person, every was it every box he's in, you're with someone famous. You'd have a Manning, a Romo, a Favre, uh, Elway, everything you could find, you'd get it signed yeah, on the wall, wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah. No, you'd have all three of them. 
In fact, there is a funny story on that one that um, there was a bloke who ran a shop in Birmingham many, many years ago. My mate used to work in it. And his, uh, the boss of it was, he'd been around the NFL for years, lived over there, and he'd been to play cat. He went to the, see the Manning, Archie Manning, when Peyton and Eli were very, very young, and actually played catch them in the front garden. They were like seven and five. And Archie said to him, well, these two are both going to play in the NFL. And he was like, yeah, whatever. And then so many years later, they both made it, and the rest is history. I think he dined out on that story for about 20 years. I did see, it uh, not long ago, a, a video, and it was of, I think I'm going to say Eli's son, it might have been Peyton's son. Uh, I think it were, I think he's actually called Arch Manning, but he mm. was incredible. He's only about 14 or 15, but he looks incredible. Yeah, the, it's one of their kids, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You just know, though, that's such a safe draft pick if he, you know, if he gets the level, like the Boses, the dad's yeah. top quality start. The sort, I mean, regardless of their political views or anything down that, like, you know, they that this is what they've prepared their entire life for. It's safe. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we had like an Eli type standoff for Joe Burrow tonight? I don't think he's got the balls. I want. don't think he's got the that's balls to go. I'm not going. No thanks. As a Bears fan, make me I'm watching, <laughs> as a Bears fan for tonight, I'm literally watching it for that draft day film trade. Just something really extravagant for it to just all go and everyone panic in the little war rooms in the basements and dining rooms running around trying to zoom everybody because they can't actually speak to us. <laughs> Who's next on all board? The internet goes down. Oh, and it, Be- Bella check out the back with scissors and secateurs just chopping everyone's cables. <laughs> and then Tua slowly falls down to pick 43. Yeah. And the Bears pick him up tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you had to drink, fella? <laughs> That's not <laughs> quite a few to be fair. <laughs> Don't blame you. Um, what was I going to say then? Oh, did you see the video of um, Andy Dalton in his backyard? Just pinging yes. footballs in... It makes there's a video last year of um, Mayfield throwing footballs on one of the NFL network things, just nailing A4 pieces of paper from 30 yards. It always makes me reminds me actually how good these guys really are when they're doing that and they're just hitting those tiny little targets religiously. That you sort of sit here and you go, well, you should make that throw, and then you look at how good they actually are at making these throws and you kind of think, yeah, okay, maybe I shouldn't be such a dick at times. But and then you watch Lamar at the Pro Bowl and you wonder, yeah, what was he nearly missed a bloody floor. <laughs> and then I reckon I'd have had a good go at that. Landry. Jarvis Landry coming and smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. Imagine that. You'd just be, feel like an absolute mug, wouldn't you? To be fair, I would gut it because Matt, I don't know if uh, Nick and John and all, but Matt did arrange like a Brit ball kind of. Pro ball showdown yeah. kind of thing, skill showdown. I'm gutted that, but probably not going to happen. Let's be honest. No, we've good. So what we basically half of that stuff. That's that's the only reason I did it. The only reason I did the whole bloody thing is because I wanted to have a go. Um, so I was going to organise for the Fourth of July, basically exactly what you see. My brother's a, uh, a fantastic chippy, so he was going to make proper targets. We had nets and everything all sorted. We were going to give it a proper you know, as similar as we could get without spending NFL money to the proper skills day. And um, it was then a case of uh, we were going to have a bit of a giggle with it all. And um, 
you know, throw the ball around and see see what it happened. But sadly, yeah, we're going to... I was having an argument about moving it to later in the year. But I think if Baffer do go ahead and try and squeeze the season into six weeks, there's just going to be no window for it. So I think we'll just no. roll into next year and have another go. So, could be a giggle. So what's right. next on our uh, On our, on our agenda. So we're going to go with... Oh, that's a good one, actually. So... Uh, where are we going to say here? Talk so who even uh, try again? Have any of you watched the MJ documentary? Yes, I've yes. episode two last night. Well, I haven't, I haven't begun it yet, so no spoilers. But on that, what is the best sports documentary you have watched? I'm gonna. This is like a confession time for me. Morning. Okay, you're in a safe place. I haven't got Netflix. What? Surely uh, someone you know has Netflix, though. Yeah, no that's one has Netflix. That's how all of us use Netflix. So <laughs> well, I've now found three more people with Netflix. So. <laughs> if Netflix I'm ever watches this, trip. by the way, I am 100% paying for my subscription. Do not take that <laughs> off me. I'm not sponging. But that's probably what you should do. Yeah. What now? John, uh, maybe my... you could start an anti Netflix podcast alongside this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say, though, my favourite sports documentary, I, lo- I love Hard Knocks. I love all those things, but I think the older ones were better than the current ones. They're a bit, especially the, the Raiders one last year was just too much. But have you seen The Impossible Job with Graham Taylor? No. No. Uh, I'll add that to my list, though. This team, so, that was so when's it from? Nine, when he was the England manager, the, the years they didn't, England didn't qualify for the World Cup, we had the, do I not like orange quote coming out of it? Um, and it's, it's, what is it? It's, you're seeing private ag- agony publicly exposed. And it, he's almost like a character from The Office. But then there's moments where John Barnes is getting racially abused by the Wembley crowd and he, halfway through the game Graham Taylor just turns around and says quiet that's another human being you're talking about and he's just such a great bloke but was a terrible terrible manager <laughs> tell you what John Barnes had the most horrific nickname I've ever heard do you ever know what Barnes's nickname was or what the Liverpool Digger. fans called him Digger well, there was the other one which was that was probably the more polite one the other one was Tarmac you ever hear him called Tarmac? Because he played in the ring and he replaced Steve Highway. And they were called him the Black... He was the Black Highway, so he was called Tarmac. It was absolutely awful. My granddad told me about that story years ago. My parents, despite my lovely Southern accent, my parents are both Scousers. And that story was just like... Stuff they used to do was just dreadful. Nick, let's go with Mr Owen. Sports docs, what are we going for? Well... I see. Yeah, I think you should definitely subscribe to Netflix because I think Netflix have smashed it recently with some of those that yeah. they've put out. Um, I don't know Aaron if any Hernandez. of you have seen the Aaron Hernandez one. Is absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, that was weird. Crazy man. You crazy. Whoever, man. whoever. If the Patriots take a tight end in this draft, he could either end up a murderer or a WWE champion at some point. <laughs> Who knows? Or both. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the Aaron Hernandez one was was crazy. They actually do um, a good one on Netflix called Last Chance You. Um, yeah, and they know. focus on um, a lot of the smaller schools, a couple of players. I, I know that the Rams drafted 
uh, a linebacker called Dakota Allen, Allen. last year. Um, he spent a bit of time on the practice squad, um, pinged around a couple of teams, I think, in the league. Might even be back with us now, but that that's pretty good because you, you, um, you get more of a feel for you sort of like your, your troubled it. characters and yeah yeah and the the coach is um it, it's 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 not as not as commercialized as the NCAA I imagine what that's like. See, I had a bit of a crush on the what were her name the pencil woman in first couple of series that she used to like every time oh, they had a problem where they went to, to speak to her in the office. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thing is, all all the all the all the players did though, and they couldn't—you couldn't even hide it. Like it was clear that they were all more interested in going in there than actually getting yeah, on the field yeah. and doing what they're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is, that, that's a good show. That last chance. To be honest, I watch don't watch it. It is really good. About three episodes, uh, three series of it. So first two oh, seasons follow East Mississippi U. Uh, I think it is, and then the other one is Independent. So two different, two different. Uh, Colleges, but it's like Duke or College, which is really good. But I tend to watch, I really like films based on real life, doc, like, like, a bit like docu-films. Yeah, yeah. I can never be bothered like watching the fluff that they put in documentaries. I just like to get to all the good bits, and I think in an hour and a half you get through the whole story, it's all done. Some of these documentaries go on for like, we've got like, six, seven episodes. Hard Knocks, I don't think I've ever seen a full season of Hard Knocks because I use it to get my football fix and the season started, so I start watching it. So I'm not bothered anymore. That's me done. But there's one called Undefeated and it's about a high school in Memphis, I think it is, Tennessee, somewhere around that area. Um, and that's really good. It's just a like, little rough high school and like a bit like Last Chance, you just get to see how the kids grow up and how they kind of deal with the situations a lot of them come from these rough families or just single mums or drunk dads or whatever and it's like I, I didn't realise until I watched them how much responsibility the coaches take like I'm that I think one of the players come and lived with the coach because they were having issues at home and it's like they really do put their all into it and it's, it's pretty incredible to be fair it sounds worth a definitely worth a watch I think for me, like I said, I've, I've been binged to watch a bit of the Netflix stuff. Um, I watched the, really, the Australian cricket one was quite good. Um, sort of showing their recovery from them being absolutely panned for their... Uh, oh, slightly, like the Steve uh, Smith thing. Yeah, the, the sand, sandpaper gate or whatever they called yeah. it. Um, the one for me, is, I can't remember what there was. The NFL Films ones, um, where they do this players, all about the individual players. Um, there was one in particular a few years ago on Steve Gleason. I don't know if you've any, any watched that one. Mm-hmm. So Gleason was the guy who, um, when they first reopened the Superdome after Katrina, he blocked the punt. So the first first drive, Saints kick off. I can't even remember who they were playing. They go three and out. They go to punt it. He blocks the punt. Um, they recover it for a touchdown. It's folklore. Uh, he sadly was diagnosed with ALS. Um about four years after he retired and it just shows his struggle and his battle with it I got to the end of it and not an emotional chat but I ugly cried for about 10 minutes at the end of that just unbelievable the way the story's told um uh, for me with with sports documentaries and I struggle with them sometimes if I know what the story is 
Um, whereas when it's stuff where it's more behind the scenes, that catches my catches my niche. I quite like looking at you know how how do they prepare, how does things how do things go on behind behind everything. If that makes sense. Have you watched the Sunderland Till I Die one? I haven't. I keep no, scrolling over it. Is it good? It's brilliant. It's it it, sh- it shows like the, the season one to season two. Again, you know the story behind it because you know what's happened with Sunderland dropping from the championship, well, from the, the Premier League to the championship and, and into League One. Um, but it's funny watching it back because I remember the first fixture they had in the championship when they dropped down from the Premier League. I was listening to Talk Sport the day after um, and a Sunderland fan rang in and I think they played maybe Middlesbrough and it might have been a 1-1 draw or something along those lines. And I remember the fan saying, um, not too concerned with what we saw because um, there's not enough quality in this league and we'll, we'll easily get ourselves back out of it again. The same season went down to, to League One. Um, and watching that documentary back, um, like y- you can see in the fan base, like the expectancy was there. Um, but the way that the club was being run was absolutely shambolic. And it's funny because in season two, um, and I don't want to give too much away, obviously, because if you're going to watch it, you're going to watch it. But um, Sunderland signed Will Grigg from Wigan, um, of which the in- initial offer for Will Grigg was, it started at around a million and a million and a half. Um, come the 11th hour on the transfer deadline day, um, Wigan have somehow fleeced Sunderland for four million. Um, and it, it just shows how how bad a club can be run but how you can be panicked into making a decision because you've constantly got the fans on your back, expectancy. You, you know, they, they, Sunderland are still a massive side to be stuck in League One mm. and they're probably going to be stuck there for another year with how things are going, at least. Um, but that's that's well worth a watch. Well, I haven't watched it, but Leeds, they've done one with Leeds as well now, haven't they? Leeds have got a similar one. I think that's on Amazon Prime. There's a clip involving Dan James. Nope. So Dan James, who's placed Man United on transfer deadline day last season, he was at Leeds, posed for his picture with his shirt, got everything through. He'd signed the contract and then they went, don't sign that yet. We haven't agreed a fee with them. They want extra. And he went, I'll sign it anyway. So he sat there waiting to sign for Leeds. And basically people keep going in and out of a room, coming back. And then they just say to him, he's absolutely gutted. You know, because Leeds were Leeds were basically going to go up, weren't they? And then seven yeah. months later, he's playing for Man United and Leeds are still in the championship. But it's just Mental, you say it's. You, I think at the time you see it. My um, my mate's brother plays for Wigan, and he had a transfer lined up to AC Milan in the summer. Robinson. Yeah, Jedi, and that that fell through at the last minute. Yeah. You know, and it's. I mean, he's I, not I was speaking. No, he's he's um heart condition, didn't he? Yeah, I believe he came so. Out, yeah. But um yeah, my mate I used to play with him, he just he texted me and said, Oh Maldini's been on the phone to my dad, we're going over to sign. And you know, you're all excited and then next thing you know he's just like, It must be I remember at the time just a just a moment of thought and consideration for poor Anthony Robinson, who gets a flight out of Wigan uh to Milan and is the doing his medical and everything, then has to get a flight back from Milan to Wigan. Imagine having to come back <laughs> to Wigan when you've geared yourself up to the point that you're going to be spending a lot, a lot of time in Milan. 
Who was the random capital? Carry on, Jonah. The fashion capital to King Street. (laughs) (laughs) Who was the geezer that Barcelona signed? Like some random Braithwaite, was it? Yeah. Who who was he? I don't know, but he came up in my uh, virtual pub quiz the other day and I got a point for it. So I was more than happy. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of the most random signings I've seen. Just a quick one back on documentaries. Has anyone actually watched the Tillman story? Because I think it was like 16 years ago since Pat Tillman died yesterday. And I've just had a quick Google. And there's actually a film on I just wonder if anyone watched it. There was a... No, I haven't, but I'll certainly dig that out because his story is unbelievable. You yeah. Know, to, to drop... From basically dropping mid-contract, wasn't he? He was like three years into a yeah, five-year yeah. deal or something and just went to join the Rangers. And then was killed in action, sadly friendly yeah. fire, but just unbelievable that, you know, massive balls and it's an absolute tragedy, but I'll definitely give that a watch. I'd, yeah. nev- I'd never heard of him until, I think it must have come up today or like yesterday, you know, years since his story. And I looked into it, and I was like, Pat Tillman, I was like, what? That's, like you say, he joined up with his brother, didn't he? Oh, well. Yeah. We, that's it. So we, we should have a uh, waffle... Film review as well. That's another pod. There you go. <laughs> Get ourselves Sports a waffle, yeah. anti Netflix, anti Netflix, <laughs> and a film review pod. Yeah, there's no way my wife's let me do that many podcasts in a week. I'll be a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have a question for you all then. I've completely, it's completely gone. Have any of you seen the, the, the 30 for 30 SPN on the Baltimore marching band? No. No, that's what I'm doing. You haven't got Netflix, you have to dig stuff out. <laughs> You're watching utter <laughs> shit. <laughs> There's this thing as well called Coronation. Honestly, it's unreal. Um, so, yeah, I think it was when the Baltimore Orioles, was it? Or the, 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 the team got moved out of Baltimore. So, you've got no, the, the NFL team was the Baltimore yeah. Oilers. Oilers, they got moved out. But the marching band stayed. <laughs> yeah. so, but they had to hide their uniforms. They had to sneak into the stadium and hide their uniforms so they didn't get taken. Because obviously, like the whole thing just got picked up, and like the Rams did a few years ago, just, the whole thing just got picked up and dumped thousands of miles away. And then every Sunday they marched as if there was a game going on, and like people would come out and support the marching band as if it was a game day. It's a bit random. I guess there's probably sod all else to do in Baltimore. So, what's your profession? I'm a lead trumpeter. <laughs> <laughs> you want to, and you want to carry that on? Yeah, yeah, I do. Hey, Brilliant. Are you any good? Up. Yeah, I am. Oh, stop blowing your own trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> well, found out who the, uh, dad yeah. job is. There you go. <laughs> Kick him out. I do. I remember the question now. So, it's not really applicable this year because it won't be a green room, but. If you were a top 15 potential draft pick, you're going green room or you're going home with the family? I go at home. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm staying home. I think, I think it's embarrassing being sat in that green room when you're expecting your name and oh, you're expecting that call and it doesn't come. Yeah. See, if well, I was a borough pick in, in a draft day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Shanahan or whatever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if I was a 
Kyler Murray last year, a Bosa, a Burroughs, a Chase Young, I'd be happy to be in the green room. But if I was like on the fringes and it's Jerry Judy this year, they reckon's going to drop, don't they? There's some knee injuries. Oh, yeah, knee issue, yeah. And like he was, oh, he's, he's going at eight, he's going at 10, he could drop to 13, might get him at 20. I'd be sat there going, I'm going home, I'm sitting with you, mum. So we had, obviously, Rogers is the famous one who was tipped to go early and went quite late. Oh, and it was Brady Quinn who sat there for quite a while. Um, you know, I still think I'd go. I still think I'd want that, you know, just the potential of that, first, that first buzz of being on that stage as number one pick. Yeah, you see, it's a catch-22, and it's, if you go to the green room and you fall out of that first round, you're going out of that green room, technically undrafted for that day. Whereas if you're home, you're just going to go to bed or go to the fridge and get a beer, and you're good. But in the same sense, you sat at home, you invite everybody around, you invite all you mates, a little bit of cockiness because you're pretty good, and you're like, come on, everyone, come down, and you don't get drafted. And it's all your mates looking at you. That's the bit that I don't think I could handle. Strangers looking at me, I'd be like, that's fine. But having all my mates and everyone going, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry you didn't get drafted, mate. Sorry you didn't get drafted. I'd be like, <laughs> I'm just going to bed, lads. See you later. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. I don't know, I, think, I think I'd still go. I think I'd still go. Yeah, I'd go. Just to give it, just to give it a whirl and see what, see what happened. Thank you, everyone. We've gone to Vegas this year. <laughs> I think, you know what, I think there's going to be a lot of very poor rookies if it had been in Vegas. <laughs> I still remember... I really wanted it to be in Vegas. I wanted someone to fall off the boat. Because they had oh. like a little boat taken to the podium, didn't they? They were oh, like the fountains of the yeah. Bellagio. Can you imagine one of them great big linemen getting in that boat? It would be absolute chaos. <laughs> Some 400-pound geese just going to come a little paddle boat. It's not going to end well. It would have been brilliant. Right, coming to the end of the, the podcast, last question for you. Guilty pleasure sports movie. What are you watching? I, I watched Mighty Ducks one. The other day. <laughs> I've, got, I've got Disney Plus as well as Netflix. Is that on there? Oh, right. Me and the kids are on that tomorrow. Oh, it's got all of them. Mighty Ducks one, two, and three. So we did one with Gordon Bombay. Uh, cracking film. Absolutely cracking. Um, but yeah, I've got it like, I love them kiddie films. The ones are when you're growing up and you just make you feel like I could play hockey. Or you watch like a different sport. Like, yeah, I could do that. No problem. I still think that now, to be fair. Jonah? I was gonna I was gonna throw draft day out as a guilty pleasure. No, nah, you can't uh, that's see, a think, guilty pleasure. That's, that's guilty just the top film. It's just it. But I I'm gonna go for it. It's my genuinely my favourite film. I watch it at least two or three times a year. Cool Runnings. Yes. yes, I watched that. That's on Disney Plus. Is it? Oh, oh, I need to invest. Have a look at this Disney Plus then. Oh, get it. I, it. I honestly, if you can not shed a tear when they're clapping at the end of the bobsleigh run when they've crashed, you, you're not human. If you don't cry, no. you're not human. I'm sure this is common knowledge, but just in case it's not for now, there the clip of the bobsleigh turning, like the actual, I think they show it on TV, like, is the real footage. Like that of what actually happened. So the clip and it goes like a grainy footage, and it's the live footage from when it actually happened. Is it? No. Yeah. I did not know that. There you go. Sharing knowledge on the waffle. There we go. Mr. Owen. Um, I love Rookie of the Year. I'm sure it's <laughs> called Rookie of the Year. 
the yeah, best yeah, one yeah, yeah. where the uh, kid that breaks the, his arm the kid yeah yeah slips on a baseball playing with his friends breaks his arm and somehow manages to lead the Cubs to a World Series um, if Which that no is one not that point had done for hundreds of years nearly. yeah <laughs> <laughs> the lovable losers um, yeah rookie of the year do, do any of you remember um, a series of films and they were called Urbud uh, it was yeah, like Urbud Urbud yeah. 1 Urbud yeah. 2 yeah yeah that, that, that's, they, were, they were guilty pleasures. Just yeah, dog definitely. that could suddenly play basketball in Herbal 2 could suddenly play NFL. And then they find out that in Herbal 3, it can play baseball as well. This multi-talented dog. I, I struggle to get my dog to play fetch, to be honest. So <laughs> growing, growing up, that was, uh, that was, <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> well, I think what's yours, yours Matt? So mine, you probably will, I doubt you'll have heard of mine. There's this really crappy film called Little Big League. And it's a baseball film. It's about a kid who inherits the, a baseball team, which it completely defeats my mind who it is now. So I want to say it's a Minnesota Twins he inherits. And he decides to appoint himself as general manager. And it's a really stupid film. It's dreadful. I could watch it every day of my life. <laughs> I had one. I, I was listening to a Chicago Bears podcast the other week, and they had a baseball one. I can't think of what it was called. Um, oh, it's really going to bug me. And it's got. Do you know the guy out of? Um, cool. Only I shouldn't look at what's his name. Oh, I do know who you mean. Um, oh, Rick Moranis is it? Rick. One. Yep. Yeah. Well, he's in another film, and it's a baseball one, and I watched it because they had it on this podcast, and I thought, I'm going to watch it just to see what it's about, and it was well good. Was it? <laughs> it was really crap, but really, really good for me. It is one of them. Little Giants. Little Dragons. There you go. Little Giants. Little Dragons. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Trouble with the Curve? No, it looked yeah. good, though. The Clint Eastwood film. Yeah, he, he, it's the least Clint Eastwood role he's ever played. But, you know... <laughs> be all right if Dirty Harry turned up as a, a baseball scout. <laughs> you can deal with a fastball. <laughs> but that, that's one of them films that, you, like you say, I, I love it. I love a film where you're watching it and you grip, but there's nothing better than, like, on a sort of Friday afternoon or a Saturday evening. Do you know what I mean? Just a, a film where you don't have to pay any attention. and You, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, but it, it still gets the anyway. Yeah, similar to the uh, the Cool Runnings, um, like Olympic based guilty pleasure films, and I was a bit ignorant to this. I didn't know the story behind it until I watched it a few years back. I knew I've, I'd, I'd heard the name, but has anyone seen the Eddie the Eagle movie? No, with Taron Taron Edgerton. Yeah, it's 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 a good watch, but I like as a. I was ignorant to the story, but is there anything more British than an absolute failed Olympian who finished last in in the table in the um, in the ninety is it the ninety meter or the ninety feet jump, whatever it is that he did? Um, but we celebrate him like a national hero. Is there anything more British than than that? Just <laughs> celebrating failure constantly. Yeah. The only thing more British would have been if we'd have taken Eric the Eel on. <laughs> Remember him? No. He got lapped in a swimming pool, and he'd never no. been in a swimming pool before before the Olympics. Yeah. 
you're not saying, oh, go YouTube it. He's absolutely, he basically dives in off this board and basically doesn't look like he's swimming. He just looks like he's not drowning. That's his only <laughs> aim is not to die in this pool. It's absolutely 30, well, it's probably three minutes of absolutely epic TV. Pretty much, <laughs> if you imagine he's, running, he's swimming the 100 metres, he jumps in, starts to drown, they run that race, and then four more races, and he's still not bloody finished. <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Just go and go, yeah, YouTube it now. It's amazing. Oh, it was a, there's another one. There was like three in that same Olympics, because they basically, it was the first Olympics where there was no like qualifications to get in it. You basically, if you said like, I'm the swimmer from Uganda, well, well, crack on, on you go, son. And then you got, you know, every country got an allocation to put in. And then they put in the rule where every country can put someone in as long as they're this good. You know, there was a minimum criteria. So you had no more of these people just not, dr- not drowning. Um, but on the back of that, I think what we should do for us and the listeners if you could qualify for any Olympic sport, if there, was, if there was no qualifying, what sport would you pick? And we'll do it on next podcast. So, Good idea, we'll put that out. Right, on that note then, I think we'll wrap it up there. I hope you've enjoyed our, our first sports waffle. And uh, yeah, I hope to see you next time.